This week on the podcast, we travel to Russia for one of the greatest hockey players ever, Alex Ovechkin. The perennial all-star joined Wayne Gretzky in 2020 as the only other player in NHL history to score 700 goals before his 35th birthday. As Ovi's initial 13-year, $124 million mega contract wraps up this summer, he says he wants to remain with the Washington Capitals, who drafted him number one overall. We caught up with Ovechkin in 2015, where he showed me around Moscow, and then we sat down for the interview from his family estate in the countryside. We dropped the puck by looking back on Ovechkin's entry into the league. Sometimes when I want to explain something, um, I can't explain it because it's, um, I talk uh, most of the time on Russian, and uh, it's, it's kind of hard. Later, the superstar takes us through a few of his career highlights. It was uh, probably the best hit in my life and reflects on the childhood loss of his older brother. I'm pretty sure he's, pro uh, he's proud of me right now. Uh, look at me from upstairs. All that's coming up next right here on the In-Depth with Graham Bensinger podcast. So you're 18, 19 years old, make the decision to literally go to the other end of the world, to live in a country, become the face of a franchise when you don't even speak the native language. How scary was coming to America? My dream was uh, to play in NHL, obviously. The atmosphere, the organization, uh, the GM, the players, and uh, everybody helped me a lot. And um, on my first uh, two days, I live in a hotel close to uh, Verizon Center, and uh, uh, George McPhee took me for 10 days to his house, and I spent 10 days out there. Uh, no languages, I play with his kids, and uh, you know, uh, I wanna, no, it's uh, cornflakes. I want to eat cornflakes, but I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of... How did you try to explain it? Uh, I just, I, I can't remember, but I just remember chlopia, chlopia, <laughs> something like that. And uh, uh, he's like, cornflakes, and he showed it to me, and yes. And uh, he tell us, this name of cornflakes. Okay. And a little bit, step by step, I started learning uh, words and uh, all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, it was a great, uh, great memory and a great uh, experience for me. What was the uh, most difficult part of learning the language early on? Um, it's just a situation when you have to talk, you know. You can't uh, be always uh, uh, on the Russian side because you, st you stay uh, with American guys, Canadian guys, European guys, and they speak different language. and. You want to be friends with them, so in your mind you have to um, move forward and talking. It doesn't matter how bad you talk. You, if you try, they're gonna uh, be appreciated. You try to talk, and they're gonna understand you. How quickly did you catch on? <laughs> not quick. Even now, my English is not that good. Uh, sometimes when I want to explain something, um, I can't explain it because it's. Um, I talk uh, most of the time on Russian, and uh, it's, it's kind of hard. Your NHL career got off to a pretty amazing start. Uh, first uh, time you're out in the first period of the first game, you check a guy yeah, broke and the glass. break yeah. the glass. What do you remember from that? I didn't know what, what to expect because uh, exhibition game is exhibition game, but uh, the first game of the season, uh, it's a totally different thing. and. Um, I want to do, uh, like, back then I just want to do something like, you know, maybe get a hit or hit somebody or something like that. And, and uh, 
I hit pretty pretty uh, pretty hard that guy. I, can, I, I don't know who it was, but uh, the glass was broken. But not, not broken as some you know, some part of the fell on the ice, and uh, I feel like uh, okay, here it is. This is an NHL. Okay, let's go. <laughs> what was the home crowd reaction when you did that? Uh, so everybody was excited and uh, on the bench as well. So. Uh, my first year of uh, Washington uh, was great. Uh, great memories with the uh, old GM, George McPhee, uh, coach uh, Glenn Hanlon, and uh, all the team, team guys. You know, it was. Uh, we don't have, uh, you know, guys who can uh, be successful on the ice, but uh, in the locker room it was unbelievable. What was your level of confidence? when you first came into the league, those first few games as a rookie? Uh, I don't know what to expect uh, on the game because uh, I knew like uh, lots of attentions on me because I was number one uh, on the draft, you know, and uh, when I just uh, came to NHL, I knew like I have to, first of all, I have to stay myself. I don't have to change it. Uh, my mentality, my uh, workout or my uh, um, hockey sense and uh, uh, sometimes it's uh, when sometimes people came to the league uh, they try to do something special I don't try to do something special I just uh, start doing my thing how about the best hit you've ever put on anybody uh, probably Yager on the Olympics um, what do you remember from that I remember uh, it was a Kind of a um, tie game, and uh, I think we, it was tie. And um, Salmon felt on board. Yeah, I got to take a puck, and I turned on the left side in the middle. And I knew, like, he's not going to give a pass, and he's going to make a move on me. And as soon as I see he going left, and I'm already was ready to hit him. And he's just to go left and right, and I just kill him. <laughs> it was a, probably the best hit in my life. So you hit him, and what do you see afterwards? What's your reaction? Uh, we scored a goal. That's the biggest uh, uh, thing about that hit. Uh, Malkin scored a goal, and uh, after that, uh, on the bench, uh, coach uh, came to me and said, just... Uh, uh, be careful because they try. They're gonna probably uh, gonna watch you. Gonna try hit you more. So okay, I'm ready. When you're on the ice and you have the puck, what do you see? I can't tell you what I see. I just uh, because on the ice it happens so so fast. You have to think so quick. You have to know where's your partner. You have to know where's the. Um, you have to see what happened behind you, around you, and uh, especially. When you turn, because you don't know, you have a puck on this side, and you don't know what happened on the le left side. As soon as you turn, you can see, it, like, uh, uh, I don't know who, she Weber came to you and gonna hit you. It's, and you're probably gonna be uh, retired <laughs> after that. So uh, obviously you have to think, I obviously you have to uh, read the game well, and uh, you have to hear more. What are you listening for? Just uh, my partners. Uh, because uh, partner is the bench, uh, because the coaches see the game, the coaches 
help you a lot. Like what would they say? Um, Whether time, a partner or a coach or, or whoever. Uh, if I didn't, if I, my back on the different side uh, on the ice, they said time or no time. Uh, because we have a special language out there and when uh, uh, we know what's, what's happening. You were born in 1985, the year the Soviet Union began to uh, collapse. Did your parents, or you ever have conversations with your parents about no, it? No, we, we, we tried, don't talk about it, this situation. I know it was a hard, uh, uh, hard time for my parents because they have to find money for a dynamo team, basketball team, uh, for families and all kinds of stuff. But, uh, you know, it was history and history. Right. Won. How much were you able to watch the NHL when you were growing up in Russia? Not much. Um, I just have a videotape uh, of highlights of the games, fights, and goal scores. And uh, what what players did you look up to back then? Uh, of course, uh, I was my favorite player was uh, Owen Owen who played in San Jose, and uh, he was physical. He can score goals, and um, he can. Uh, uh, he was a great leader. Uh, obviously, Mario Lemieux. I think he was a, uh, one of the best player uh, out there. And uh, Sergey Fedorov. When when you were growing up, when was the first time you realized you wanted to play in the NHL? Um, as soon as I start playing, like I knew, like uh, this is going to be my life. Did Did you ever have doubts? Mm, no. You, you always, you had, you yeah, believed have, in yourself uh, yeah, that much. Yeah, I always believed myself. Uh, my family believed in myself. Everybody believed in myself, believed in me, so. And there wasn't a, a lot of money. Your, yeah. I mean, mom obviously played professional basketball. Your dad was a pro soccer player, but his career ended early, drove a taxi yeah. um, for a while. How do you think they handled, um, you know, being able to get you what you needed even though money was really tight? Uh, obviously, when they start to understand my, I can be a good player, hockey player, um, they put uh, everything on my side. And um, obviously, without them, I'm probably not going to be here talking to you. And I don't have uh, the kind of popularity what I have right now because of uh, um, the best case I have. Uh, was out there in the market I have. The best sticks, uh, helmet, everything, what I need, I always get. So uh, the time of the ice, uh, my dad always uh, have a good relationship with the coaches. Uh, um, with the, um, if I need more practice, and, uh, we always have uh, ice to go somewhere and practice. Uh, because of my mom, uh, I was Olympic uh, uh, champion and I uh, was a superstar. And she knows everybody on the uh, uh, hockey team of, uh, back then in the USSR. We always have eyes to go and skate with the uh, professional hockey players. So um, everything came together, and that's why everything was. Uh, that's why we get success. Uh, your mom, uh, two-time Olympic gold medalist playing basketball, later uh, president of the Moscow Dynamo women's basketball team. She was instrumental in negotiating your NHL contract, the richest in the sports history. Um, explain the role that she's played in your life. Well, it's 
all my family, my brother, uh, Michael, and uh, my dad and my mom give me uh, that kind of uh, positions, uh, position with um, what I have right now. Uh, how I said, without them, uh, I'm probably not going to sit here. I was uh, maybe I played somewhere, but uh, not that level. So um, uh, I wish everybody have that kind of parents to uh, uh, help the child to grow up and uh, put them your your mind put on the right side. What do you think you most learned from them? Uh, just to be honest and uh, just to be yourself. In what ways, given your mom's background, do you think she's motivated you? Uh, because she was the best uh, basketball player uh, on her position. Uh, then she won everything with possibly can basket in basketball. Uh, back then it was not the NBA, so uh, um, I just want to be uh, uh, like her, you know, in the hockey. How hard was she on you when you were growing up? Not hard. Obviously my dad was, uh, uh, who spent most of the time with me, my dad was uh, um, almost my personal coach, you know. Really? Yeah, but... Uh, like what would he do? Uh, he watched my practice every day, uh, every game. Um, how, how do you think he helped you in a coaching way? He helped me a lot, obviously, uh, because, you know, when you're 15 or 14 to 16, your mind, uh, because you're a teenager and you don't know what to do, you know, like you can see lots of people uh, after practice go somewhere to movie or uh, uh, Step, start doing like uh, different things outside of hockey and my dad took me put it in the car and drive me home and uh, you know it's uh, they kept you away from any sort of negative influences yeah, or distractions yeah, yeah. So, how, how big do you think that was uh, it was big obviously um, I remember the time when uh, I was in the school and uh, uh, I have friends there and we we always uh, uh, have like uh, uh, time to stay together after school and uh, sit down and after uh, I, it probably was um, 15 years ago okay. and after the school they go to the store buy a beer and I was like okay should I have a beer or not and uh, I just decided I don't need that kind of stuff right now so I just uh, what made you decide that well because I knew I have a practice and uh, after school, um, so again, everything uh, what happened with me was uh, um, kind of good scenario. Your mom, uh, basketball wise, really with life and athletically o overcame the odds. Uh, you know, she was thought the doctor tells her she might have to get her yeah. leg amputated. She'd certainly never be able to play sports again. Um, what did she? tell you, and this is when she's like seven years old, um, what she told you about what that time was like spending a year in the hospital? Uh, it was hard. She was crying all the time. And uh, again, um, I don't know if I was in that kind of position, what can happen with me. But, and, but back then, we don't have, again, the world is changing. You know, the medical right now is different. Everything is different. And but back then, like uh, she get lucky, she uh, don't lose uh, her leg. And if she lose a leg, I don't know if I was here right now in this world. So right. And 
my dad don't meet her and uh, <laughs> you know your older brother yeah. uh, passed away when he was 25 you were uh, 10 years old unexpectedly due to uh, a blood clot he was as I understand it one of the people who really encouraged you to get into hockey um, how proud do you think he'd be of you all the success you've had in the game uh, I'm pretty sure he's proud uh, he's proud of me right now uh, look at me from upstairs but uh, um, again um, if that kind of situation happened um, um, if he will be right now I don't know if he's going to be a hockey player or not so I don't know what's uh, what can happen if he's be alive maybe I would know the hockey player um, the one moment I wanted to ask you about after uh, he passed away um, next day your parents yeah, uh, make you play hockey, yeah. in the hockey game yeah why do they why did they do that and how hard was that for you at the time yeah it was hard I was crying I remember I was crying that day um, I was in the bench I was crying but uh, my shift uh, my coach said okay go play and play and I was crying it was it was hard but in 10 10 years old obviously you're not realized uh, what's happening but um, it was a hard moment for my mom and dad my for all my family because uh, you know all the son uh, passed away and uh, it was a hard time uh, looking back how do you think it affected you growing up without your older brother it's motivates me uh, to be more um, Mm, I don't know what to say. Be more in the right way than on the bad way, you know. In what ways? Um, because uh, only me and Michael stays and with my family, with my parents. I I knew like uh, somebody have to uh, take care of my parents in the future, and uh, it doesn't matter. If it's gonna be hockey or something. I have to be successful. And speaking of being proud of you, I, I don't think anybody could be. Um, prouder of you when you're, you know, in the Olympics, the the face of the country's uh, national hockey program. What do the Olympics mean to you? Uh, it's probably biggest uh, um, biggest moment in my life. Uh, I've been in three Olympic games, and uh, um, it's it was great. It was great. Uh, obviously, uh, we don't get a medal, we don't get a gold, but uh, I'm pretty sure we still have a time to get a gold. Sochi Olympics 2014, um, you are one of the ambassadors. What did that entail? Um, I represent my country. Um, again, uh, my people who live in Russia, uh, president, family, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it was a huge honor for me to be in that kind of category. What was that like for your family? Uh, they they, were, I mean, have their son, uh, yeah, the face of the, was, really the face of the yeah, Olympics. They was proud. Uh, they was uh, very happy for me. And uh, I can, again, uh, everything will happen uh, in Sochi, uh, good ways or bad ways. Uh, it's history. And uh, my name on the history, and uh, I'm very, very excited and very happy. How tough? was losing in the quarterfinals? Uh, losing always tough. It doesn't matter where you lose. Um, obviously, in the Olympic Games, uh, you don't have mistakes to lose a, a game. And um, if we, if that goal was uh, count against the U.S., maybe 
the scenario will be different. Someone close to you told me those games just kind of scarred you. Um, what do you think? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, especially when you when it's so bad and you don't get it, and you know, like uh, next cho next chance you have after four years, you have to wait four years more to get another chance to play for gold medal or um, get any medal. Um, and it's it's very sad, and you need time to uh, just uh, let it go. How much are you looking forward to the next games? Um, when you get success uh, in a game, you don't want to stop playing. You know, it's any sports. I think uh, you just want to keep going and keep going because you know, like uh, lucky side and everything on your side. But if you don't have a luck, you just want to stop playing and uh, move forward. Sidney Crosby, how competitive are the two of you with each other? Um, he's one of the best players uh, right now in the world, obviously. Um, again, uh, that comparison what was uh, um, our first years uh, was great for fans, was great for uh, media, but uh, uh, right now it's uh, different players came to the league and uh, it's still a little bit, uh, you know, challenging. It's still a little bit, uh, um, I don't know how to say it, uh, a little bit war, but it's not like uh, first two years. I was going to ask, how, how much is there actually a rivalry and how much of that's sort of manufactured by the media? Um, right now, it's not, not that kind of big, but the first two years, of course, you, you play against Pittsburgh, you know, like, uh, especially first year because uh, um, you play for a color trophy, you know, who's the best rookie of the year and you try to show up uh, all your best things and uh, um, that was uh, uh, great moments and uh, again, you can ask him too, like uh, probably he's going to say the same, it was a great uh, series between us in the playoffs when uh, they won uh, and they, they won the Stanley Cup. If you're the commissioner of the NHL, what suggestions would you have for changes or improvements to the game? <laughs> uh, ask him about it. Ask him about it? Yeah, I, I don't want to start this conversation. <laughs> okay, oh, so, yeah, I mean, you have strong opinions on it? <laughs> yeah, but uh, whatever. Well, I mean, what about just, um, um, you know, positive, I, I mean, so not taking shots at the commissioner or the league, just things from your experience that you think uh, could help? Again, um, the rules are rules, and uh, we just uh, only can accept it. Uh, obviously, if they, it's, it's a good uh, thing what we have NHLPA, and uh, if something is going to happen, uh, we always can uh, decide yes or no. But most of the time, if they decide it, they're going to change it. So what we can do? It, it bothers you a lot? Uh, it's, for me, it doesn't matter. Some uh, random topics with you in uh, actually the remaining moments. Um, the, the first one being, um, you know, we were talking up there a, a little bit ago about, you know, not having the tooth and wanting to put it in uh, later or, you know, after your career is over. How many times have you been hit in the face with the puck? With a puck? A um, couple of times. Uh, but 
it's okay. It's a, it's a hockey, you know. Um, nothing you can do with it. Is it more the puck that does the damage or when you get hit with the stick? Uh, both. Uh, puck and stick, very painful. How many times have you been hit with the stick? Um, a couple of times. I have a scarf all over my face, so it's okay. What's uh, more painful between the two? Uh, first couple of minutes, you don't feel the pain. You just feel how blood goes down to your skin. And uh, after that, you feel very painful. Is there one that's hurt the most that's happened to you over the no, years? No, it's basically the same pain. How many surgeries, no surgeries. have you had there? No surgeries? What about stitches? Oh, I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where? Uh, all over my body. <laughs> I mean, what, like name as many as you can uh, think of. Oh, maybe 100 stitches maybe all over my body. You think whether it's, you know, from getting hit in the face with the puck or your very physical style of play, um, to what extent do you have any concern of any kind of lasting impact negatively that uh, your playing days will have on just your quality of life after you're done playing? Well, of course, my body going to be sore. Uh, any athletes who's finished up uh, their professional careers, uh, of course, your knees gonna sore, your shoulders, your everything's gonna be sore. But uh, that's why you have to finish career uh, when you know it's a time to finish, because uh, your body can tell you it's enough or not. At night, it, at, right after a game or the next morning when you wake up, how does your body feel? Great. It's the next day. I'm still, I can walk, I can skate, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do work with orphanages around Russia. How did that come about? Well, if you have a chance to help uh, the people, um, you have to. In Russia, we help uh, uh, kids who don't have uh, money to um, buy equipment. We give them equipment. Uh, in the U.S., we do uh, different stuff. Uh, give a family don't don't have a chance to go to the hockey game. We give them a chance uh, tickets to the game. Out of everything you've done over the years, charity-wise, um, what's kind of touched you the most? When the people smile to your face, you know they're happy and uh, they're always uh, gonna remember it for a whole life. Thank you very All much. Right. Thanks. To check out a tour of Ovechkin's family estate in the Russian countryside, head over to youtube.com slash Graham Bensinger. We jump into his freezing pond, chat with his parents, and even a cameo from his camera-shy babushka, or grandmother. Appreciate you listening. Remember to give us a rating and review. Thanks again.